0: Okay. Okay. Welcome everyone. Parshas <laughs> Vayishlach. Welcome everybody. Um, uh, today's Shir Parshas Vayishlach is sponsored by our, our good friend Rabbi Oli Goldstein for Shleima Ari Tzvi Ben Libaslava and Yusfut Svi Benecha. The grandchildren should send them for Shleima Shachal Yisrael. So we have um, some uh, important news. We've mentioned uh, many times, but in case uh, nobody, uh, and, um, someone didn't check it out yet, the shiurim are available on Torah Time and they're available now on podcast and on Shas Illuminated. Also, all the shurim are now accessible on the brand new website called RabbiDG.com This way you don't have to know how to spell my first name, you don't have to know how to spell my last name. Rabbi, everybody knows how to spell. And, um... You know, Rabbi DG at RabbiDG.com <laughs> <laughs> what, what is a podcast? I don't know, what, what, what does that mean? That's beyond the scope of this particular <laughs> share. Okay, so we have very interesting information uh, tonight. Somewhat piggybacking oh. on, uh, on what we learned uh, last week. <coughs> and uh, let's begin as follows. In the Torah Kedosha, it is recorded only one confrontation between Yosef HaTzadik and Esav HaRosha. And that is... In this week's parsha, where are uh, Esav is coming with his four hundred men, and Yaakov splits up his camp into two and the first camp that encounters Yaakov Avinu is the Shvachois the Shvachos, and their children. And then Leah and her children. Viacharkah, Nigash, Right, the postric says gam the after Yosef for Rachel, And Rashi is bothered that why is the order switched by Rachel? It should say the Kach Rachel Yosef. It says first Billah then her children, Zilpah, then her children. Yeah, and it says Leah and her children. So it should say Yosef. It should say Rachel and then Yosef. Says Rashi. In all by all of them, the mothers came before the children. Avil Berachel, but by Rachel. Yosef came first. Omar, My mother is beautiful. ba rasha. Maybe this rasha will hinge his eyes on her. By the way, this is another raya that Sefer is about right? So here, um, Yosef was afraid that Esau would look at her, I'm going to stand opposite her. I'm not going to let him lay his eyes on her. For this reason, Yosef was Zohar to the bracha, that he is above the eye. As the Gemara says in bracha, so if somebody's worried about eye and they should say, I come from the descendants of Yosef. So from here, Yosef was zoiche, to be above and beyond the eye. So to me, I think it's very important and very telling that there's only one encounter in the whole Chumash between Yosef and Esav, And that encounter is Esav was going to gaze at Rachel, and Yosef protects her. And I think this is very meaningful. As we know, Chazal tell us, Yosef is sitnoi Esav. Yosef is the adversary of Esav. Yosef is the antidote for Esav, excuse me, the expression. Yosef is the uh, kryptonite of Esav. Yosef is the destroyer. Yosef is able to uh, defeat Esav. In fact, we know that after the whole reason Yaakov Avinu marry, went to Laban is to marry Rachel, is to have Yosef. We have in last week's parsha, Vayihi Kasha number three, Kasha Yoda Rachel. That's Yosef. When Rachel gave birth to Yosef, oh, so Yaakov said it's time to go back. Not when Ruven was born, not when Shimon was born, not when Levi was born, when Yosef was born, Yaakov said, now I could face Esav. Says Rashi, from the time that the adversary of Esav was born, that's when Yaakov Inu had bitachon that he could return. Says Rashi, that's what the Pasuk says in Oivadia. The house of Jacob is fire. And the house of Joseph is a flame. is straw. Fire without a flame can't go anywhere. Now, Yaakov is a burning fire, but he cannot consume Yosef. Yosef is the flame. So now that Yosef is around, he could take the power of Yaakov and obliterate and destroy Esav. In fact, Rashi in the beginning of next week's parsha in parentheses brings, okay, for the Hoover vacuum cleaner. Who wants to answer the following question? Yeah, what? How does parsha's Va'yishlach end off? What does it talk about at the end of Va'yishlach? The end of Ah? Oh, where? How does it end off in parsha's Va'yishlach? It talks about the. It talks about the Aluf E'esop. This chieftain. That chieftain. This. T- this uh, g- governor of Asaph, the Alufay Asaph, yeah? And how does Bayeshev how does begin? Ela told us Yaakov, Yoisef. Yeah? So Rashi brings, what's the connection between Yoisef and the Alufay Asaph? So it says, Rashi, that Yaakov heard all these Alufim of Asaph. This guy, Nacha, Zorach, Koira, all these Hever from Asaph, Yaakov was afraid. Who could ever defeat all of these chieftains of Asaph? So Hashem said, what are you talking about? All Esav is, is, it's a bunch of straw. You're a fire. Once you have Yosef, one spark from Yaakov could go out through Yosef and burn down the whole Esav. That's what it means. Yaakov In other words, that's the juxtaposition of the end of Ayishach and the beginning of Ayishach. The end of Ayishach, all the chieftains of Esav, Esav Elufei Esav, Zarach, Korach, Machas. And, but don't worry... One little Yosef's gonna burn them all down. That's what um, Rashi says the mashal is. You have a camel laden with flax, and uh, he enters the store. So the. the um, he enters the store. Just gonna have to. Thank you. And uh, the storekeeper says, how, is, how, is, how am I gonna survive? How am I going to survive all this flax? So there's a guy there on a bellows, a blacksmith. So he said, well, What do you worry about? One little spark will come out of your bellows and burn down all of the flax. So, too, you think Asaph is so scary, this chief, then that chief, then this general, that general? Sure. One little spark will come out of Joseph and he'll burn it all down. As the Passock says in this week's ha- lekash. <laughs> and they'll just kindle it and they'll burn them all down. In fact, I remembered there's an amazing perush of a reshin named Rabbi Yisrael Iserlin. Anyone know who's Rabbi Yisrael Iserlin? The Mahari, the Trumas Sadeshin, The Baal Trumas Sadeshin wrote a perush on Chumash. And there's a very difficult Pesach at the end of Ayigash. When, when, when Yaakov was told that Yosef was still alive, so what did Yaakov say? Yisrael said, Oh, Yosef's still alive! Let me go and see him before I die. Please look at number 7. Who wants to tell me? For the refrigerator. This is the refrigerator. Yeah? The G-E uh, refrigerator. Who? Which word in this pasta is Extra. Vayoymer Yisrael, Rav, Oed, Yosef, B'ni, Echai, Elcha, B'yareno, B'Taram We need Oed. Oed, Yosef, B'ni, Echai. Yosef is still alive. Elcha, yeah. B'yareno, one of those two. Rav! Rav! Who's he talking to? There's a Rav over here. There's no Rav in this Pesach. Who's the Rav? Vayoymer Yisrael, Rav. He he met a Rav? Rav. Who's Rav. Rav, the Amoira came down yeah, to Mitzrayim. Maybe. He came to it. Who's Rav? So Rashi is Madcheh. Rav, there's still a lot more left in life. Why? Listen to an amazing Shumas sadasha What's the name of the Saker? Biure Mahari. That's, that's how you find out in Oitzra Chachma. Um, it could be if you would get it in the store it would be called Chidusheh Mahari or Chumas Hadashen Biure Mahari that's what it is uh, not, but... I don't know I don't know I think it's a biography on Rabbi Yoy in Hebrew Oed Yoy what's the Pashim Shad of Rav? Rav Rashi says Rav there's still a lot more left out of life what's the Pashim Shad of that? Rav there's a lot more left in life because Oed Yoy Sidd but it's like a, It's a stuffed in. It's a little bit. uh, It's a difficult explanation. But listen to Chumas Hadashin. Yosef is the adversary of of uh, Esav. When the report went out on the front page of uh, Chvez, the Mesopotamian Times, Jacob's favorite son got torn apart by a wild animal. Who was laying back in his hammock, so besimcha that Yosef was taroyf taraf. Esav. Esav was mamash b'sumcha tzuma, that his adversary was, was killed. So Yaakov says, Rav! Who's the Rav? The Rav Yaavoy Tzoyer. The older brother will serve the younger brother. Esav is called the Rav. The only Rav in the Torah is Esav. Rav Yaavoy Tzoyer. So Yaakov says, Rav! Esav! Guess what? I have good news! you're dead meat, Esav. You thought you're going to uh, be powerful now because your adversary is gone. No! Now, what we said over all the years from the grunt that Safra, in his commentary to Safra, that's new we said this many times. There's a shar and there's a chamar. There's an ox and a donkey. Who's the chamar? Yishmael. Yishmael is <speaking in the language> Shavula and And who overcomes Yishmael? Davon HaMelech He's Ani V'Roychei al Chamar So Davon Amelach Takes us out of golos Yishma And we said many times Mashiach Ben Yosef Takes us out of golos Edoim Because uh, Esav is called A Par Or a Shar And Bechar Shairoi Bechar Shairoi Hadar Lai And Esav is also A Parim abirim. So The medrish What we said over All the years That Mashiach Ben Yosef Who is the, the Shar Will take us out of The golos of the Shufr and Mashiach Mendoved is the chamar, will take us out of the goles of the chamar, the Medrash says very clearly. Look at number 9. Yosef is keneged malchus edoim. How is that? Zebal karnaim Zebal karnaim. They're both horned animals. Yosef is bachar shoiroi, and Esau is compared in Daniel to an animal with a karen on its head. Yosef was uh, separated from an erva, and Esau clung to an erva. Now listen carefully. Yosef was chas on, on the covet of his father, and Esau was mavaza his father. Now, how do we understand that? We learned last week that Esau was the quintessential mechavet avaim. So how could the Medrash say that Yosef was mechavet his father, and Esau was mavaza the father? About Esau it says, V'lo yare amolek. What does it say about Yosef? Who's going to fall in, into whose hand? Says the Medrash, Esav will fall into the hands of Mashiach ben Yosef. Says the Medrash. We have a tradition. Esav can only fall into the hands of the children of Rachel. That's what it says in the Novi Yermia that Esau of Edom will be dragged away by the youngest of the sheep. Namely, the youngest of the sheep is a reference to the youngest of the Shvatim, Yosef. Because Yosef is called what? Um, ben Zekunim. Is that how we read the Torah in Yirmiya? That's why this week's Haftarah, right, is Oivadio about the downfall of Edom, because it's talking about Esau. Yeah, right? Chazoin Oivadio. Isn't Binyan the youngest of the sheep? Good question. So the answer, we're going to get to. Okay? So, even though last week I dismissed what you were saying, but I'm going to come back to it this week. It doesn't mean, if I dismiss it, it doesn't mean I don't agree with it. It just means, you know, for the, either the entertainment value of the shear or the flow of the shear, we have to wait for a different occasion. But it's it's always a double Chashev. Okay. The last of the Medrash is not that he was a Mechaber. He's Mevaza, right? In other words, he didn't say he, he, he didn't. Mechaber? but he disgraced him which in a way is much worse right (laughs) well we're going to get to that we're going to explain this okay now so let's come back to the medrash the medrash rabba brings sort of what Rashi brings in the beginning of next week's parsha the story about there was a, a group of dogs and who there was someone who was afraid of and that's comparable to Yaakov being afraid of Esav and the Medrash brings that this is comparable to somebody who had bundles and bundles of thorns and they didn't know what to do with it. So a guy, a blacksmith on the bellows was told, don't be so scared of the thorns. One little spark from your bellows will go out and it could burn down all the thorns. So too, one spark of Yosef will come and destroy all of Asa. Now listen to this. Kach amru chachomen. Eile told Yaakov. All of the toddlers of Yaakov, think about it, was Yosef. Everything that Yaakov ever accomplished all boiled down to Yosef. Yaakov only went to get married, to marry Rachel, to have who? To have Yosef. As soon as Yosef's born, okay, now we could go face Esav. Oh, but he, kashe, yo, the Rachel's Yosef. Once the Sidnoi Shal, Esav was born, Yaakov said, I could face Esav. Kaiso had to go down to Mitzrayim. Why did we go down to Mitzrayim? So look for Yosef. Who supported Klal Yisrael in Mitzrayim? Yosef. Why did the Yam split? What did the Yam see? Aroi noyshel? Yosef. Yosef. The Pesach says, Rauch <laughs> ha-mayim alekim, Rauch ha-mayim, Yochilu, Nasan, Tehoim ko'loi, Go'alta vizroya amcha b'nei Yaakov, Ve'yosef, Selah. Even the Yarde in the matter split, only because of Yosef. Everything Klal Yisrael has is because of Yosef. So <laughs> What? What? Yosef, only three called above, right? One target called the other three that can give us. So Yosef has a special status here. Why mention Ah. So Gabi's asking, but only only three people are called Ate? Ain, kroyin, avoys elash loisha. But Gabriel's remembering the shir we gave in the old shul like nine years ago that that the post success in the hill and Yaakov, v'yoys selah. And the Gemara says everyone comes from Yosef. Anam mizaranad, Yosef kaAsina. So they're different perushim. either because Yosef supported everybody, so he's our patron, or because really Yosef was in Leah's womb, so he's considered Bnei Rachel. And Bnei Yosef... he had shvatim. He had shvatim, so he's yeah, an he's, av. He's not a shevet, Yosef, he's a, 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 a shevet, he's a shvatim. Right. So, so Rav Hutner says he was both an av and a ben. He's in Beresh, as an av, and he's in Shemois, as a ben. He has a both status. He's the bridge between the Avais and the Ban. Okay. It was on one? What do I mean by that? Yeah. Like yeah. scientifically, like no, <laughs> uh, physically. Physically. It's scientifically. Yaakov and uh, Yaakov um, was Nazria Leah, and Leah conceived a, a gentleman by the name of Joseph Yosef. She for him? And <laughs> Yosef and Leah said, "What's going to be? I have seven boys. Rachel's going to be a nobody." So they did the first, uh, tra- uh, you know, in, vit- uh, in utero transplant, transplant. and uh, Dino was taken out of Rachel's womb, and Yosef was taken out of Leah's womb. Don't try that at home. That's what the <laughs> Targum Yonasan Benaziel says. From credible sources. That's the Medrash. The Medrash says, but we'll talk about it on a different occasion. What we want to talk about tonight, and what what interested me, is how is exactly Yosef the antidote to Esav? How is Yosef the antidote to Esav? What is it about Yosef that's able to defeat Esav? So, one thing we learned last week, what is it about Esav that, what is Esav's primary merit? What is the greatness of Esav? A merit that we said last week, still stands up for them until the end of days. And Rav Aaron Leif Steinman said that people are given maybe extra opportunities of Kibir Avaim because we have to counteract the chus of Esav. So what is the chus of Esav? We just said, Kibir Avaim. Nobody honored his father like Esav. However, there was somebody who did honor their father like Esav and that individual... Was Yosef Hatsadik? I want to share with you an amazing Sefer Hasidim. Take a look at number twenty. Sefer Hasidim has a very good question. I remember last week we talked about Mi Mi Amar Remember we talked about third grade Taratamima Sviadler, Adler. Remember we mentioned that Mi Amar Who said to whom? Yeah. Esav said, I'm going to die. What do I need the Bachairah for? Who said to who then? I'll tell you the truth. I would have said, before I saw the Sefer Chassidim, or Rishon, Esav said to Yaakov, What do I need this for? I'm going to die anyway. Here, take it. Yeah. Sefer Chassidim says, No. Vayoimir Asaph. Mi Omar omi? Amar thought. He thought it. He said, What do I need this for? I'm going to die. Why does the Torah need to, to um, record for posterity? The contaminated thoughts of Esau. Ira, you need to know what Esau is thinking? I need to know what that red guy is thinking? What do I need to go with? Here? What? Do I, need to go with, what? Huh? I mean, uh, the Sefer Hasidim learns that he, he said it to himself. Like, even though in, in, in Tanakh, he would usually say... There it says Baliba. Here it says So you would have thought he said it to Yaakov. that's what I thought. But the Sefer Chasidim learns that he said it to himself. And he wants to know why does it why do we need to say this? And this question is recorded by none other than Rabchaim Falaji. By the way, I just want to point out the Sever Hasidim doesn't say clearly that this is what Esau was thinking. It could be, why do I need to know what Esau said to Yaakov? But when Chaim Falaji quotes it, he said, why do I need to know what Esau was thinking in his heart? And the Sefer Chasidim says, very important. Actually, the Sefer Chasidim does say, this is what Esau was thinking. You know why? The Torah is saying this for a very important reason. Because you might wonder, why did God make the descendants of Esau so powerful? What to the descendants of Esav have that until 2020, they're still powerful. You know why? The is the of the Kibril Abba'im of Esav. Where do we see that Esav honored his father? What did Esav mean, I'm going to die? Why was he going to die? Because he went hunting. What was he hunting for? He was hunting for his dad. Mestama, no Mestama, Esav wore a stram I mean Yitzchak were a Where did he get it from? Bingo? They didn't have bingo back then. He got a strama. Esau uh, caught a beaver for him. He caught, a, he caught a mink for him. Esau was going hunting. It's very, it's very dangerous. Esau got him food. When Esau said, I'm going to die, he meant, I am moister nefesh daily to bring food and clothing to my tata. And the, the reason why the Torah records this, so that you understand why Esau is so powerful, it's because he risked his life to honor his father. And who learned from him that for Kibarav you should risk being Moisir Nefesh? Yoisef. When was Yoisef Moisir Nefesh to honor his father? When his father said, Where are your brothers? Why don't you go see where they are? And Rashi says, He knew the brothers hated him. He knew the brothers might kill him. But Yoisef said, I'm going to risk my life to fulfill the will of my tata. From where did Yosef learn you should be Mechavid, your father and mother, at the risk of death? From Esau. Therefore, Yosef said, the Sefer Khazim says, Asaf always goes sakana to trap for Tata, and my Tata sent me to see the welfare of my father of my brothers. The reason the Torah wrote this is to be Mazarizas us in the midst of Kiberav. So says Rukhaim Falaji. From here we learn that the Koyach of Esav was Kiberav. But he says, I want to use this to explain why Esav was the adversary of Esav. Because since the whole, the, why Yosef was the adversary of Esav, why he was sitting there, because since the whole Kayach of Esav is Kiberav, and even though, says Reb Chaim Falaji, Avada and avada, all the brothers were Mechabed, their father. It's brought in the Medrash and Parshas Nasai. But their cover was they gave them to eat, they gave them to drink, he gave them clothing, but nobody was Meiser Nefesh to honor their parent the way Yosef was. Where did Yosef learn it? He learned it from Asaf. So therefore, Yosef is the adversary of Asaf. Now watch this. What? How did Yosef know what Esau was thinking? Asaf was thinking this, but it was well known that was always endangered. He was his uncle. It was family legend. Where's Esau? He's in some he's in the Sahara Desert. he's, he's He's, he's endangering his life to to save his, to, to bring some food to his father. Now. Yes, yes, was away many years, just like Yaakov like, uh, was away Yeah, Christmas. yeah, true. But at least before then, there. at least before. You're going to see something amazing. I never, this is Mamash, I never knew this. The Medrash says, please take a look in number Twenty-one. The matter says in the beginning of Shema'is that the names of all the Shvatim correspond to the redemption from Egypt. Ruvein, Ra'isi Ani Ami. Shimon, God heard our outcry. Levi, God connected to us at our tzara at the Sna. Yehuda, that we thanked Hashem in Mitzrayim. Yisachar, Hashem rewarded us for the Bezos Mitzrayim. Zavulan, Hashem gave us the Shechina when he took us out of Mitzrayim. Except for one name, there's nothing to do with Yetzirah Mitzrayim. It only has to do with the Ge'ula. Whose name is connected to the Ge'ula? Yes. It says the matter is Yosef. Yosef, Al-Shem HaKadosh God is destined, to once again redeem the Jewish people from the wicked Malchus. Who's that? Where do we see that Yosef means the Gula Hasida? The postage says in Yeshayahu, Ahoyah b'ayemahu, Yosef Hashem Sheinis Yodai, God will again redeem us. Ruven is Yitzhi Yitzhi Tzim, Shimon Yitzhi Tzim, Levi Yitzhi Tzim, Zemur Yitzhi Tzim, Yosef, Yosef Hashem Sheinis, Yadai the Gula Hasida. I don't understand. <laughs> Yosef is the one who got us out of Egypt. He's the one who split the sea. No, his name has nothing to do with Yosef Mitzrayim. He's the only Shevet that's going to redeem us in the end of days. Why is Yosef the Shevet connected to the Geula? Says Reb Chaim Falaji in the Sefer Chalkam B'Chaim in the end of number 12. We were redeemed from Egypt. But afterwards, in the end of days, we're in Golas Edoim. Golas Edoim is fueled by what merit? Ki ben So who's going to counteract the merit of Yosef of Esau in the end of days? Yosef. So therefore, Yosef's name is not attributed to Yitzchak Mitzrayim. Yosef's name is attributed to the final Geula, who's going to take us out of Golos Edoim. This is why Yosef is specifically Keneged Sidnoi Shel Esau. Now watch this. Says R' Chaim Falaji later on in the Sefer. What I just said is in his first drushin, the Sefer Khalka Machayim, and this he says in Drush and Beis. He said, wait a second. What was the godlust of Esau's Kibbut aim? In other words, where did Esau demonstrate incredible Kibbut aim in the way he served his father? Do you remember? Rav Shimon Ben Gamliel said, I don't even come to the hundredth of, of Esau's uh, Kibbut aim. What did Esau do that nobody else did? Even Rav Shimon Gamliel didn't do, What? Huh? Ah, Nissen said he wore a tuxedo. He had special begadim that he, he served his father. The Medrash says that one should try to have nice begadim to serve their parents. Rishim Gamliel said, I don't even come to a hundredth of Esav's Kibbut because Esav put on special begadim oh. to serve his father and I, I take off my nice begadim when, when I have to get down and dirty to serve my father. However, there is one other individual who out of his great admiration for his father, he also put on special begadim to serve his father. So that Rebbe Chaim Falaji quotes his Rebbe. Another Rebbe Chaim Falaji lived where? Which country? Turkey. Turkey. There is another great Rebbe who lived in Turkey. His name was Rebbe Eliezer Ha'itamri. What? Rebbe Eliezer Ha'itamri, namely... The Baal, Reb Eliyahu tamri the Baal Shevet Musar. Yeah, he wrote Medrash Talpios, and he has an incredible shot in Kibi Kibbeinim because he asks like this: You know the pasuk says that the Yisrael, the Yisrael, all have Mikolbanov, Why? No. He brought him food. Now well, watch this. Ya- Yaakov loved Yosef the most. Why? Because Yosef was his Benzikunim. Mm-hmm. But although we Rishonim him ask, Yosef was not the Benzikunim of Yaakov. Binyamin's the Benzikunim of Yaakov. Binyamin's younger than Yosef. Yeah, but Binyamin was a little baby. Yosef was servicing his father. So Yisrael ahaves Yosef, because Kibben Zekunim, he was serving his father. So Yosef saw, ah, I'm beloved by my father because I do Kibben Zekunim, but I have a chance now to be the adversary of Esav. But Esav served his father with special begodim, Ve'asa lo'i ksoynes pasim. Yosef made for himself ksoynes pasim. Yaakov didn't make for him the son of Yosef made special begodim to wear when he would serve his father to be able to combat and match the keep it of Aim <laughs> Or, what Lazar says, or Yaakov gave it to him because he wanted Yosef to be able to have that special zechus to honor his father with the special begodim as. As of did, so nobody, we see nobody else does that. that. What? But nobody else says that, but he made it for himself. But it's a good thing he did; otherwise, uh, I wouldn't have a good share. Yes, but now that. that he said it, this is a very big chiddush. The also like Esau's <laughs> pasim. Why? Why did he yeah. make Esau's yeah. Because he sure. wanted to be the adversary of Esav to well, to be yeah, mechabit his yeah. father. <laughs> According, that's one shot he brings that he made Esau's pasim for himself, or Yaakov made it for him so that Yosef should have the opportunity to be able to uh, serve him on a higher madriga even then Yaakov Avinu, even then Yosef. Doesn't David come from Yehudah? He yeah. does. So, so the Gula comes from Yehudah? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, but the Zuchus, uh, to be the adversary to get us out of Golos Edoim will be the Mashiach. In other words, David comes from Yehuda, but David's only taking us out of Golos Yishmael. But we're not in America, we're not in Golos Yishmaa right now. We're in Golos Edoim. So who's going to take us out of Golos Edoim? Mashiach ben Yosef. Now, the Rev Chaim Falaji says that if you look in parashas Vayechi, it's interesting, ya- Yaakov gives Yosef six brachais. Why? He gives him six brachas. He says... May Kelovikhazrach oh one Ve Ishakai Barchacha two Bergoshamaim three Berghasada four Berkashada in Baracham five Berkasovikhobra Berghasha? Why six brachis? Because you also fulfilled all the six types of Kibedavaim mentioned in Kadushin. What are they, Rabbi Sai? Machil, you feed your father, Mashka, you give him to drink, Malbish, you clothe, machasa, you cover, machnes, you bring them in. Might see you take them out. <laughs> the, these, <laughs> these six, these six types of uh, uh, kavod are mentioned in the Gemara Kedushin and connected those six um, kibudim. Yosef was Zoycha, to uh, to these six brachas. In fact, the Ion Yaakov asks, but they're more than six. The Gemara says, let's say like this: Let's say someone's going to fulfill your uh, request. Or let's say you heard something and you could attribute it to yourself or attribute it to your father, you should attribute it to your father. So the Ion Yakov says, that's uh, that's another kind of honor you could offer your father. And the uh the Ion Yaakov says, Yeah, but that's a kavod shaloi the fun The fun of it's food, drink, clothing, cover, take in, and take out. So Yosef was able to match the kibit avaim of Aim of uh, Esau. how? Because he also wore special begadim when he honored his father. This is what it means that Avi uh, Yisrael ahav es Yosef mikalbanov. Yaakov loved Yosef from all his children. Why? Because he was serving him, and because he was serving him, therefore either Yosef made for himself, or Yaakov made for him. Now, however, the Medrash said that Esau was mevazah his father, and Yaakov was, and, and uh, Yosef was Machabed. Where was Esau ever mevazah his father? So, interesting. The one thing Esau always said is, Yikruvu yemei evel avi the Yaakov. I can't wait until Papa dies, then I'll kill my brother. Now, is that covered to your father? He was mechavid him b'fanav, but he was not mechavid him sholoy b'fanav. In fact, there's a halacha that whenever you could speed up the kavura of a mess, you should do so. It's a kavod ha-mess, except for of a father and mother. The Gemara says, you don't speed up the kavura of a parent. Why? So the Gemara says, the reason is because you should be marach in their hesped. However, says it Falaji, there's another reason. Because once the parent is not here, you don't have the opportunity anymore to be mechabed them. And the Gemara brings instances where Amaram cried when they no longer had the opportunity to fulfill a mitzvah. So since when the parent is in the Oilem MS you lose the ability to be mechabed them, although there's still a mitzvah of mechabed them, you don't want to speed up their kfura, you want to delay it to indicate that you're so sorry, you no longer have the opportunity to be mechabed them anymore. So therefore, even though Esav was machavi b'chayav, there's no way if Esav is saying, Ah, yikruvu yimei e'vel avi b'hargos Yaakov. Now, he didn't want to kill Yaakov when his father was still alive. He didn't want to be Mitzahar's father. But he did, he did say, I can't wait until Tata dies so that I could kill Yaakov. In fact, there's an amazing medrash. Yitzchak went, um, Esav went to Yishmael, I never knew this. And he said, Yishmoel, go kill Yitzchak. So, doesn't this override? Asaph the- <coughs> hired a hitman to kill Yitzchak. Who's that? Yishmoel. Doesn't this override all the covenant that we're to Esau? So, even though Asaph was a big mech- Mechaberav, but he was also Mevazah, his father. So, this should override all that. So, on the one hand, Enoch our broke from the Kapayav Schar Kalberia. There's no, there's no uh, Schar that Eroshim withholds. He fed him, he gave him to drink, but there's a big. Uh, there's a big pigam in, in Kibrav Aim, and that is he was only Mechavidim Bechayov, he was not the Bemisasai. In fact, Rev uh, Chaim Falaji wrote another Sefer called Berchas Mayadechal Chaim. and he also tries to explain why Esav, why Yosef is the adversary of Asaf, and he goes on to say that Yosef's of Aim was much more genuine, was much more Lashem Shamayim it was Besimcha, it was Bezrizos, and Esav sometimes slipped, and he told his father, um, <laughs> you know, he said, Yok, get up, right? Like, uh, he would say, Kumna, Yok, Kumavi, get up. And Yaakov spoke very softly. Yaakov said, Kumna. And even though Esav at times did speak with more courtesy, <laughs> but nevertheless, there was a Pagam in the Kibbutz aim of Esav HaRasha. Didn't Esav send his son to kill uh, Yaakov? Esav sent his son. Eliphas. So all of this, the Rav, Oisai Rav, Oisai Rav Oisai. is is uh, indicative that there's a Pagan. Now, let's just, let's set this straight and then I want to tell you two literally Matano These are unbelievable. At least, uh, if you're not going to say so, I'm going to say so. I think they're Mamash uh, Matano from heaven. Wow. <laughs> he was still living. So like this. How, how is how is Yosef the adversary of Esav? Esav's big zechus is kiburah v'eim. And Yosef was able to match it. How? He was Mysore nefesh to listen to his father and go seek out the welfare of his brothers. He put on special bagadim, either the extent of passing that his father made or he made it himself. And furthermore, his of aim was bezrizos, besimcha, and Esav sometimes demonstrated uh, a lack thereof. In fact, um, Reb Chaim Falaji says, we know that when Shame covered up his father's erva, he was rewarded with what? Talis, tzitzis. And when Yefes covered his father, he was rewarded with burial. Why the difference in the uh, reward? So Reb Chaim Falaji says, because Shame did it l'shem shamayim. He did it for the right reasons. And therefore, it was genuine kibbut avaim, and therefore he was Zoyche ta'arichas yomim, as the Gemara says in someone whose loy veishtalas is marach yomim. Yefes didn't do it l'shem shamayim, and therefore he was not rewarded with long life, he was just rewarded with burial. Moreover, I want to suggest as follows. Who was zoicha to have and to bring about the downfall of Esav, the destruction of Esav? Who brought Yosef into the world? Rachel, Rachel. Yeah. Why was Rachel zayicha? After all, the medrash says we have a mesora. Esav will only fall into the hands of of bnei Rachel. Right? Let's read that medrash again. The medrash says mesora yeah. tibi she esav in esav noifel el abiad baneha shel Rachel. Why did Rachel produce the adversary of Esav? I'm going to share with you a simple Rashi and a very beautiful thought. Leah. Raise your hand if you're related to Leah. Leah, I'm related. Okay. Leah's your great grandma. is did Leah, and it's your wife's name? Okay. What did Leah look like? We don't know, but her eyes were very tender. She was always crying. Rachel was beautiful. You fast her, be fast Why is Leah always crying? Because her whole life she's the oldest, and Rachel's the youngest. And everybody said in seminary, Ah! Yeah, you know, Yitzhak has two sons, and Rivka has two daughters, um, and excuse me, and um, Lavan has two daughters, and the old Leah's going to marry Esau, and Yaakov's going to marry Rachel. They already pegged it in senior, by senior year, by graduation, they called her up to get the diploma, and they said, by the way, Leah, get ready for the red guy, and Rachel, you know, get ready for, for the Ishtam Yoshibai. I have a question for you. When Rachel, That means Rachel knew Leah was going to marry Asaph. If Leah is crying her heart out, Rachel uh, probably knew Leah was going to end up marrying Esau. I have a question for you. That faithful night, when Leah told Rachel, I don't know what's going to happen, Dad wants me to marry uh, Yaakov. And Rachel gave the simanim. So now Rachel's thinking to herself, Leah's now going to marry Yaakov. Don't you think it crossed Rachel's mind? Now she's going to marry Asaf? You don't think so? So who says Rachel says so? Because when Rachel had Yosef, why did she name him Yosef? Rashi says. Rashi, you no, know Rashi is an Orthodox rabbi. Number nineteen. Rashi says. God gathered in my shame. Why? First of all, I was an akara, so I was ashamed. I was embarrassed you say about me, that on the wedding invitation it's gonna say, the hairy red guy's gonna marry Rachel now. So wait a second. When Leah married Yaakov, Rachel was destined to marry Esau. You don't think that when she gave the Simonim to Leah, she knew what she was doing to herself? She knew. She was saving her sister from embarrassment. And she was falling into the lot, into the chilek, into the goyrol of Esav. In other words, she wasn't just giving up Yaakov to, to save her sister from embarrassment. She was literally going to be the property of Esav HaRosha. <laughs> but the Rebba HaShem says, when you're Mavatar, you never lose out. Not only are you not going to fall into the hands of Esav, I will bless you. I'll give you the merit that from you you will be to have Yosef, who is sick will destroy himself. That's why we like to suggest Rachel was rewarded that Yosef came from her, because since she gave up not to, just to Simon, she gave up marrying Yaakov, but now she is going to fall into the chilek of Esav Arasha. Rav says when you're mevatir in this world, not only do you not lose, not only will you you're not marry Esav. Not only will you marry Yaakov, you will be the, the, the one to produce Sid Noy so. Now, watch this. I want to suggest one more thing. Why doesn't she get to be buried with Yaakov? She got good real estate, Rachel. She get nice that people visit her. You know? No, not as yeah. much as the Marcelo. Rachel, I mean, her yard site is a big day, you know? more people go. No, I, don't think so. yeah, I would humbly suggest there's one more major deficiency in the of HaVeim of Esav that Yosef excelled in. Again, Yosef is the antidote to Esav. And it would seem to me that if the two of them ever met, that meeting would have to demonstrate the superiority of Yosef over Esav. You know what the main pagam, I would say, in the Kibbutz of A'im of Esav over, uh, of Esav was what, what this tzaddik said last week. Esav, he's a very big mechabed his father, but he could not care less about his mother. He was not mechabed his mother. He brought these daughter-in-laws in the house, who were O'ved Abed Azara. He didn't listen to his mother. In fact, I just saw after the shir went to print, and I added it, in the Sefer Rapduni Batapuchim of the brother Rabash Arieli, Rabbi Arieli, he brings from the Arizal that Yaakov could only be makabel the brachos by being moiser nefesh. Right? Yaakov risked his life to be a uh, an impostor. He said, "Uli ulai I used to be enough He's going to curse me. He risked his life to be an impostor." He, the only way for him to get the brachos is to honor his mother, to listen to his mother. Because since Yosef's great zuchos was kibar av, the only way for Yaakov to overcome that is to be moiser nefesh for kibar aim. And that's how Yaakov got the brachos. That's why Rivka says, right? Whatever Rivka says to Yaakov, Shema Bikoili listen to my ruach hakoidesh. If you listen to me, you're going to one-up Esav because Esav is a great mahabir Av. The only way to overcome him is if you're Mechabeid Aim. And that's, in fact, how Yaakov got the brachas over Re'esav. So we would like to suggest that while Yaakov, while Esav was a great Mahabir Av, the big pigam in his Av was his lack of Kibber Aim. On the other hand, there is no one who put it all on the line to honor his mother more than Yosef HaTzadik. Say, where did Yosef honor his mother at great risk and put it all on the line for the sake of his mother? You know when he did it? In the one encounter that Esav has with Yosef. Because as Esav is coming, so who goes first? First Bilah and her children, Zopa and her children, Leah and her children. But Yosef said, "Imi My mother is very beautiful. Maybe Asaf's going to look at her, especially Esav thought he was going to eventually marry her. Yosef, you don't think Yosef knew he was sitnah yisheleisav? Yaakov knew. Yaakov only went to face him when he was born. Yosef understood he's the sitnah yisheleisav. Yosef knew. Rav Oid Yosef beni Yosef, that's why he served his father with Aksinus pasim. Why did Yosef wear the Aksinus Because he knew the great strength of Esav came from Kibbut Av, his special begodim. That's why Yosef made Aksinus pasim according to the Shevet Musa. And Yosef also knew that the deficiency in Esav's Kibbut Av was his lack of Kibbut And therefore, in the one encounter between Esav and Yosef, Yosef demonstrates why, in fact, he is Sit-Nushal Esau. Yosef said, you may risk your life for Kiban Av only. Look how I treat my mother. I'm not even going to let you look at her. I'm not going to let you lay your eyes on her. I'm going to put it all out there. I'm going to risk my life to protect not only my father, but my mother as well. So Yosef demonstrates his superiority in Kibben, because he wasn't only Mechabed Av, he was also Mechabed Im, And that was the lacking of Esau. So again we're suggesting That the reason why Rachel was To have Sinoi shal, shal Esav Is because she Gave it all up Because she thought she was going to fall Begairola Esal And the Prophet says You worry not Not only you're not going to fall Begairola You're going to be The, uh, the matriarch of Sidno Shal Esav And furthermore Yosef HaTzadik In his one encounter If you want to know Where do we see in the Chumash Yosef is Sidnoi there's one encounter. And Yosef stands tall, and he extends himself. And he says, maybe you're the one who said, um, Maybe you risked your life for your father. However, not only did I risk my life when my father said, go see where the brothers are, I also risked my life to protect my mother. And in this, this is the, so to speak, the one snapshot of Yosef and Asav in the Torah, and uh, Yosef demonstrates that in fact of <speaking in Hebrew> So we should be That uh, we see what we need to do To overcome The uh, force of Yosef And the and Hashem should give us The uh, opportunity to, uh, to follow In the ways of Yosef at yeah. We, we see that also in uh, a, 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 a Over there is also a role. Yeah, yeah, sure. That's um, the uh, uh, that's a shiur hayadua from right. Rabbi Yonasan Ibishitz, Yeah, in fact, he says that's why. Uh, you yeah. why... uh, know, yeah. Rabbi by the way, for the record, says uh, a little bit of a twist. I don't want to bring it in. Uh, if you want, you could check it out in the in yeah, the Sefer Amporim. But we said Rabbi and says there's chus of Haman and Asa was kibbut av. Right. The only way to overcome that is Esther who didn't have a father and mother. Now, why does it have to be from the descendants of Rachel? Because the truth is, the Shvatim... There was a lack in Yosef's Kibarav, that he wanted to kill Yaakov. He sent Eliphaz to kill... What kind of Kibarav is that? On the other hand, the Shvatim also have a lack. They wanted to kill Yosef, so they cancel out. Only the Bnei Rachel didn't try to kill Yosef, so they have that... uh, Okay, Rabbi, have a great night. Thank you so much. Call to.